0: Now, here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio.
3: And welcome back. George Norrie with Dr. Bruce Goldberg. Bruce, would you explain what a spirit phone is?
1: Okay, so basically it's a device that you can contact souls on the Fifth dimension. You might say, you know, like when you're in the fifth dimension, you're an ultra terrestrial, is my famous term. Mm-hmm. This would be at the part of soul, a lost loved one, or just somebody who's in between lives but occupying a spiritual body. So um, this was the war between, uh, another war between Edison and Tesla. Uh, Tesla had uh, a very weird experience which generated this. Let me just kind of just review what happened. Sure. Tesla was considering the possibility of contacting, you know, spirits uh, from the other side while experimenting with a crystal radio powered by electromagnetic waves in 1901. The signals he picked up one night were so unnerving that his scientific mind couldn't help but think of ghosts. He wrote in his diary, so let me quote just quickly here. My first observations positively terrified me as there was a present in them something mysterious, not to say supernatural, and I was alone in my lab at night. So he was freaked out by this, and he didn't know what this was, and he decided to, using his brilliant mind, to come up with a device that would be able to record the uh sounds in more detail of people who are on the other side. And of course, in those days, remember spiritualism was very popular in the late eighteen hundreds and early nineteen hundreds, where people would go to seances, you know, remember Harry Houdini trying to contact his late mother? Yeah, he was obsessed with that. Exposing all the phonies that was a time, but there were some real people here. So let me go over the science behind it first and then we can show you how this works. So scientifically energy can neither be created nor destroyed. That's a basic law of physics, uh but can change from one form to another. If a living soul is a form of energy, we call it electromagnetic radiation, like this radio signal or computer signal, then after death it will always be in some form of energy. Okay, so it is expected that advances in electronic instrumentation will make it possible one day, but you'll see we have it today, uh, not only to record the existence of supernatural events, but also to talk with them. And this is what we call today EVP, electronic voice phenomena. So that was the science behind that. There are two... Prominent ways in which supernatural is connected to electronics. First, there is the claimed connection between electromagnetism and ghosts. Ghost hunters claim that ghosts create electromagnetic radiation or consist of electromagnetic energy. Some people see ghosts on TV sets of a departed relative or answer the phone and it's a departed loved one. that happens. Or, let's just say it's happened a lot. It, it's been recorded enough. The second aspect here is a direct connection between electronic devices and the supernatural is often asserted. The most common form is what we call EVP, electronic voice phenomena, mm-hmm. and this occurs when individuals claim that supernatural entities, ultra as I call them, uh, especially spirits of the departed, communicate through static uh, in electronic devices. So this is what's known as the EVP, which is very well researched today. It's been around for the last over 100 plus years. And Tesla was the first one to come up, come up with this. So let me show you an example. Let's say that you go to a, a graveyard. Right. And you have a, 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 your phone and you're recording it. You just have it on you know, your tape. You want to tape something or if you have a tape player or whatever you have and you walk around the graveyard. You don't say anything. You don't do anything. You just walk around. And then when you're there for maybe an hour, you go home and then you play back your device, your tape recorder or phone. Uh, not very often, but occasionally you will get voices help me, I was murdered, you're going to get all kinds of things coming up, and that's because you're actually recording the electromagnetic radiation, which is what a soul is. Your subconscious mind or soul is electromagnetic radiation. So Tesla was brilliant enough to say that, hey, if it's electromagnetic radiation, it's always there. And if it's there, occasionally we can catch it on tape.
3: Now, how do they connect with the other side?
1: Well, remember, the electromagnetic radiation is out there. It's like cosmic radiation, or any kind of radiation. So they're out there, and they're trying to communicate with people on the Earth plane, especially people who are loved ones. If you're a person has clinically died or crossed into spirit, as we say, and uh, they're hovering around where they were last alive, which is very common, and they have maybe a a grandson or a granddaughter, or this son or daughter, or a husband or wife, whatever, and they want to communicate. So they're sending out. They're saying like, you know, help me, I'm here, or I need help. And they don't know what they're doing. They're just talking, which is telepathically, actually, uh, through electromagnetic radiation on the astral plane, fifth dimension, and people can't hear them. But a device can, just like your radio, like a radio, people listening to the show, or their computer or cell phones can pick up signals. Uh, so you can, you know, you can communicate with people across the world with a cell phone or a computer, right? Electromagnetic radiation—that's what uh, all these devices run by. So why can't you communicate with a soul, which is also electromagnetic radiation, and that is the science behind, or the theory behind, uh, Tesla's uh, work with the spirit phone. Now, let's get back to Edison for a moment. I was
3: going to say, was there a difference between what Edison was doing and what Tesla was doing?
1: Well, remember, Edison was always playing catch-up to Tesla. He knew that Tesla was brilliant and smarter than him, but he would never admit it, okay? So they had a rivalry. He said, you know, if Tesla's going to do this, and this was well-known, the time was reported by the media, etc., he says, well, I'm going to beat him out. So he decided to come up with his his phone or his uh, his phone to do this and um, what happened was that he uh... uh set up a uh, uh, a meeting with a bunch of uh, psychics and mediums and channelers etc and uh, he had this uh... device that he created what he calls his spirit phone and uh... he um... Uh, set it up for a certain uh, evening and he was going to, you know, there was a lot of, there was media there and he was trying to impress everyone, so his prototype spirit phone was put into test in 1920 and the mediums and psychics and scientists that were there, they saw this like a projector like machine was set on a workbench that emitted a thin beam of light into a photoelectric cell. That illuminated cell was meant to detect the presence of forces and objects. People were sitting there for hours. Nothing happened. Edison died in 1931 without ever producing evidence of spirits, whereas Tesla's, uh, his spirit phone, was the basis of the EVP phenomena that we have today. So Tesla won that war again.
3: Has anybody perfected the phone where they can talk directly?
1: It's not like, uh, okay, there are devices you can get today. Uh, You can actually go to Amazon and order a ghost meter. It's really interesting. They have these devices that um, will pick up electromagnetic radiation. So if you, um, uh, so you no, know, it's commercial today. You, you can actually, you know, you have to be patient because just because you're using a device like this, it doesn't mean that some entity is going to make you feel happy and say, "Hey, I'm going to com- communicate with you." Uh, but um, this, uh, the electronic device today called a ghost detector or quote, ghost meter, which contains a circuit that can detect oscillations in the magnetic field. And these electromagnetic field meters or EMF meters are available commercially. Like I say, you can order them on on Amazon. Do they work? Well, I haven't used them myself, but um, uh, you can read the reviews on them, but they should work, but not necessarily every time you use them.
3: What happened in 1901 that scared the living daylights?
1: Out of no, Tesla? I, I, I roughly described that. Where Tesla was working on his one of his little experiments here, and um, he had um, this um, uh, uh, this event or an observation that terrified him while he was trying to connect with one of these quote ghosts. Uh, he uh, he was uh, sitting in his lab, and uh, all of a sudden, this uh, uh, signals that came up. From his device, his crystal radio, and it scared the pejibees out of him. And as I quoted him, uh... he said that there was present something mysterious, supernatural, and I was alone in my lab at night. And he was just like really scared. It was like a psychic attack. Really wasn't. That
3: was the event of 1901.
1: That would be 1901, right. So that was in the, that got him on the, uh, when he got, when he did that, that was when he started working on his spirit phone. And then the media got involved, and of course, you know, then become, the media loves having wars between people that are competitors. Sure. And then remember, it was 1920 when Edison set up that little meeting with the quote seance kind of thing with his spirit phone, which failed. So that was 20 years, 19 years later. So this was going on for throughout the 19 early 1900s while they were working on their other inventions and patents and you know motion picture machine, the copy machine, and you know all the things that Edison came up with and Tesla's developments, uh, his patents. So this was around because in those days, remember, spiritualism was a major topic of, of, of what people would do. They'd get together, seances, and they were all trying to uh, mostly overcome bereavement from lost loved ones was the main reason why spiritualism became very popular in this country. came in from Europe, but in the late 1800s and the early 1900s, uh, spiritualism, contacting the spirits of the dead, was a major thing today uh, in those days.
3: Tesla was a very lonely person by design, wasn't he?
1: Yeah, he was a germphobe. He was sort of like the Howard Hughes of his time. He was... um he would uh, walk around like eight times before he sat down for dinner. He would wash his hands a million times. He was uh, he would dress for dinner at this little restaurant he would go to. And, He'd
3: clean his knives and forks like twenty like,
1: times or he something. Was not very uh, good. He was not a party animal. Let's put it this way. Uh, even though he was invited to a lot of functions, and uh, of course, they, he was the star. He was like he was like having Elon Musk come somewhere. Uh, but he was a weird guy um, in that level. And remember, he cu- he kept pigeons. Remember on the top of uh, the. Building of the hotel in New York, right. and but he was a germphobe. He can, he, can, he collected pigeons, which are the dirtiest birds you're ever going to see.
3: To, to eat, to eat, or what? What was he doing with them?
1: Well, he actually uh, he was so involved with a particular pigeon that he he wanted to marry the pigeon. jeez! It, oh, <laughs> it was uh, it was sort of like depicted. If you ever remember the um, the, the the Mel Bricks movie, The Producers,
3: yeah. Classic.
1: Remember the writer, the the real weird writer who had pigeons on the ceiling of his uh, hotel. That was they, they were trying to mimic Tesla
3: with that depiction. Interesting. Interesting. So, but he
1: was, uh, you understand, Tesla was uh, a brilliant man who people would just put him in a lab and and say, you know, don't communicate with us, just do your thing, and we're going to make a lot of money, and we're not going to give you anything other than uh, a certain amount of money for your. Well, he
3: died penniless, didn't he? He
1: died penniless, and even though uh, there were millions of dollars that came through his hands in the research, he put everything into his towers in, in Long Island, you know, that he used for the Tesla gun or the death ray, uh, as well as in Colorado, uh, the free energy device. Devices. Remember, these patents worked. You can't have a patent in the United States without demonstrating that it actually works. So his free energy device actually works. But nobody ever capitalized on it because of the robber barons and, you know, the uh, politics was against him. And remember, the gov- here's the other thing about Tesla. He had this device. This is why the government was afraid of him. Uh, even though Tesla was not an evil person, he had a device. Think of a, a transistor radio, maybe four inches by three inches, a, a, a rectangle, Okay. Right? He could take this device with energy, he could put it on side on the side of the Empire State Building and bring down the building by energy vibrations. That's how dangerous people thought he was, That's although he positive. wasn't going to do that. So let me show you what, what Tester understood. Tester understood the secrets of the universe, and this is what he said. And I'm going to show you how it applies to hypnotherapy. He said if you understand three things, you understand the secrets of the universe. Energy, frequency, and vibration. That's it. So in my hypnotherapy practice, I deal with the soul, which is electromagnetic radiation or dark matter, if you want to think of it that way. Um, I deal with accessing the higher self, by uh, raising the frequency vibrational rate of the soul's body by accessing the perfect frequency of the higher self or the superconscious mind. In other words, my practice illustrates Tesla's research of the secrets of the universe, which is why my patients, not me, my patients do 99% of the therapy and why they can overcome incurable diseases or depression, anxiety, bereavement, and all the things that my patients have done and I'm very proud of that, but I'm not doing it. They are. I'm, 1%. I'm sort of like the social director on the karma cruise ship. They're doing all the work, but they have to be connected to the higher self. Just like Tesla connected people with his spirit phone to entities on the other side. Same principle. All deal with energy, frequency, and vibration.
3: Bruce, if Tesla were alive today, what kind of technology do you think
1: he Oh, my goodness. With? This would be Buck Rogers in the 25th century. If Tesla was alive today, you know, you think uh, the military would love him, by the way. You know, oh, I mean, of my goodness. Yeah. this guy would develop devices that would put uh, uh, an enemy into a, a Stargate into a black hole. I mean, this guy would uh, be using more than just electricity. Of course, electricity would be his main thing, but he would be developing technology uh, on the military use. Of course, they would take advantage of him in doing so. Uh, Remember, the military always gets first priority. When the Wright brothers flew the first airplane in Kitty Hawk in December of 1903, Teddy Roosevelt, who was president at the time, one of my heroes, by the way, fellow Scorpio, um, he sent a, a military advisor to watch that uh, event because he wanted the military to use airplanes in eventual wars, which occurred in World War One.
3: Tesla died before the atomic bomb.
1: Yeah, he did, but he was also around, uh, involved with the Philadelphia experiment, as I discussed last November on the show. So uh, Tesla, it was Einstein that was actually more involved with the A-bomb than Tesla.
3: Had Tesla witnessed the atomic bomb, what do you think he would have said?
1: Oh, what he would say would be, first of all, he would be horrified by it, just like Oppenheimer said said that was the worst thing he ever did. And even Einstein said, you know, it was the worst thing we ever did because of the Nagasaki and Hiroshima explosions, I'm sure. But Tesla would look upon it as not as a weapon of evil. He would look upon it as developing it for nuclear energy. You know, nuclear energy today, with all the green people and all the people yelling and screaming about, you know, fossil fuels, et cetera, nuclear energy is the cleanest and the most efficient and the greatest form of energy that we have today.
3: When it works,
1: absolutely. It works. It's been working for decades. And, uh, you know, uh, politically, people don't like it, but, you know. Uh, it's it's a great source of energy. Tesla would have used it not for making military equipment or weapons. Uh, I'm, I'm sure the military would have gotten involved with him. He would have used it for nuclear power, uh, for, you know, uh uh Heating homes, et cetera, and uh, he would use it for other ways in which as maybe for space travel, you know, uh, using it for our crafts and in and, uh, and our space force, you know, that we have today. Uh, he would use that for a more positive way, but the military would have probably tried to coax him by using grant money to get him to uh, develop more weapons so that uh, – you know, we could go from the A-bomb to the H-bomb to the Q-bomb to whatever else involved, uh, you know. Uh, so that would have been his mentality. No, Tesla would have made this uh, un- leaps like centuries ahead of time
3: ironically, we're doing a program on Oppenheimer tomorrow night, Bruce. And, uh, oh, yeah, well... It, there's going to be a movie coming out
1: about him. Oh, really? Oh, interesting. But he was an interesting guy, because Oppenheimer he was in Los Alamos in New Mexico in 1945 with right. a bunch of merry men, as I call that. Um, he regretted significantly, and I hope they point that out in the film. I haven't seen that, and will eventually see it, but he was... Uh, he really uh, did not like the, the, uh, the result. He was very, uh, uh, he felt very guilty about um, the deaths uh, that occurred in Japan uh, because of that.
0: Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more. From BBC Radio
1: 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast
0: is going on a road trip. I thought
2: Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.
1: Hey, girlfriends.
2: It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz,